lightning shot right through the top of the roof into the attic. Well, the foam kept the house from burning down. Add that to uh, the things that is great about spray foam. It's uh, lightning proof. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Hello and welcome back to Our Value, brought to you by IDI Distributors. This is the Insulators Podcast. We'll bring you industry experts in building science, fiberglass, spray foam, spray foam equipment, industry, business, and marketing leaders, as well as many others. So sit back, relax, take some notes. You're listening to Our Value. I'm Travis Pancake, Sales and Training here at IDI, alongside my co-host, Don Clymer, National Spray Foam Manager, and Aaron Franzine, Spray Foam Tech Manager, as well as Equipment Manager. And uh, all things considered, fellas, how are we doing? Doing well. Good. Yeah, we're uh, hanging in there with this uh, crazy time we're, we're going through right now. Every single one of us is remote. That's a first for this podcast. Not one of us is sitting, well, the Campbells are, and, and we'll, we'll get to those guys. But as far as the uh, IDI host goes, this is a, a first for, for us all being remote, being quarantined. It's a little different sitting in this podcast booth all by myself. Usually three Real or four bad of us. For you. Yeah, I bet. Lonely. <laughs> so lonely. So anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy times, um, quarantine, people stocking up, but uh, we'll get through it just like we always have. It's a, uh, you know, not to get too uh, sentimental or crazy or whatever, but it's a great nation. We've come through a lot worse and uh, we'll, uh, We'll get through this. It's just time to sit home, clean the house, maybe drink a few beers, and have Mama get a glass of wine, and everybody relax. I feel like we're maintaining. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So, hey, listeners, today we have uh, Craig and Kirk Campbell on the show. Some of you may know them. They're with the SPF Insurance Group, which started out 103 years ago as Campbell Insurance Agency from their grandfather. Um. This is the third hundred plus year customer or uh, guest we've had on the show. It was Bullard, they were a hundred years. Camores, they were over a hundred years. Yeah. Um, but uh, these guys started talking insurance at the dinner table. Their grandfather, like I said, John Roy Campbell, started the business in 1916. Uh, their father, John Ogden Campbell, took over, and now Craig and Kirk are running the business. And maybe with seven children between the two of them, uh, the legacy will continue on. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, these guys are members of our industry association, ICAA, as well as Independent Insurance Agents of America and Professional Insur- Insurance Agents Association. When they are coaching Little League and giving back to the community in which they live, they are living their company's core value of serving the customer first. SPF Insurance Group has been insuring SPF contractors since 1993. From requesting a code on general liability, commercial, auto, or workers' compensation to a customer package that fits all your needs, 
SPF Insurance Group is your one-stop shop for all things insurance-related. Now, this might sound like a commercial, but I think it's one of the things that, that our contractors overlook a little bit, and, and they don't make sure they're completely covered. And I can, I can speak full-heartedly to that, not to the contracting side of it, but so we just we moved into a new house in October, and you change all the insurance and everything. And I forgot to insure my wife's wedding ring. And she came to me and said, my diamond's gone. And we tore this house upside down. Now, keep in mind, we just moved in. Brand new house, new construction. We tore it upside down. We'd been in it, I think, 11 days from the time she lost her diamond. And, and here's the crazy thing is, you know, I kicked myself. I, I forgot to call my insurance agency, get the new policy on, on all that ancillary stuff, the stuff you forget. Right. And, uh, we went to, we went as far as sweeping the garage, putting it through a, a colander or a sifter, not finding anything. She took everything out of the fridge because she went and got groceries. She was putting stuff in there and thought maybe it's in there. Right. I pulled the fridge out after she did that. And uh, nothing behind it, nothing underneath it. Swept the garage again. It's gone. My insurance. I called my insurance guy, and he's like, "Hey, sorry, but you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Not sure what to tell you. you know, here's fifteen hundred bucks." Um, literally three days later, we drove in the garage, brought in more boxes, all that stuff. She comes and grabs me, and she says, "Come here and look at this." And I walk outside, and literally two feet in front of the uh, in front of the refrigerator that. She had cleaned out. I had swept in front of twice, sifted everything. Her diamond was smack dab in the middle of the floor. Just wow. sparkling right there. Oh, I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing. Um, but it just, it kind of is a, is, it's a good segue to, to like realize you don't always, you're not always covered with what you think you are. So that's why we have these guys on the show today. I've known them for a while. Um, been referring customers to them for a while, seen them at shows. Um, and, and we want to talk, talk to these guys a little bit about, um, you know, making sure everybody is insured going forward. And, uh, sorry, we'll just edit this part out, but <laughs> as you can see <laughs> in the quarantine in pops, a kid, <laughs> you can only give so much instruction. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, uh, so Savannah Guthrie this morning, speaking of makeshift, uh, she, uh, was set up in her basement on the today show because she does have some sniffles and her husband set up the little studio this morning at 3 AM and they duct taped, the door and she said it on live TV. She said, we have duct taped the kids out of the, of the basement with, with the duct tape to keep them out. So if they can do it, you can do it. Hey, Don, do it. Don, you got any duct tape? Yeah, hey, I'll find some that zip ties. I mean, we're maybe prepared, chains right? for kids. Yeah. That probably works a little better. Yeah. I'm not sure what part of, stay out of the fricking basement for the next hour <laughs> is hard to understand, but Hey, we'll just roll with it. Right. I mean, that's what makes it good. Don't hit the red button. It's, it's live TV, baby. Yeah. It, it lightens the mood. Well, we might as well just jump right into it with you guys. So, you know, introducing Craig and Kurt Campbell, uh, SPF insurance group, the guys who taught Jake from state farm, everything he knows <laughs> guys, welcome to the show. You bet. We appreciate it on. No problem. No problem. So, 
So you guys started out, it's a 103-year-old company. Your grandfather started it. How, how did you guys transition into the SPF insurance group? I mean, how did you guys see a niche there? Was, were you guys getting calls from contractors in that area? Give us a little, little background on, on how it started. Well, it started with uh, a gentleman that you and I both know by the name of Dave Feidel. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Dave actually had a company here. He was on his way to Houston, Texas, to uh, start his SPF company. And uh, like most people, he drove through the beautiful Ozark Mountains, which is where we live, and uh, fell in love with it and uh, found out that he could buy a huge farm for almost pennies on the dollar. And so he did that. And then he started his first company, which was called Ozark Foam Insulators. And he actually uh, obviously came down to the office, and this is the first that Kirk and I have ever seen of anything. And he was explaining to us what he had. I'll never forget it because we're sitting there and talking about the trailer and talking about the equipment and this sort of thing. And then he, I said, well, Dave, what else do you have in that trailer? He said, well, I've got guns. <laughs> and I'm thinking, guns, okay. <laughs> so I'm really focusing in, trying to listen to him and focus. But the whole time in my mind, I'm thinking, this guy's going around to people's houses and he's got guns with him. I'm not for sure exactly what he's doing. So that was literally the the, the learning curve that I know uh, we as agents have learned, and, and we feel very experienced because of that. Uh, because believe it or not, there are agents that if you call them up and said, hey, I'm a, I'm an SPF contractor, and, uh, well, how do you do that? Well, I do it with a gun. You know, those agents right. are going to be the same as us. They're not going to know what's going on, but. Uh, we were very lucky to to have Dave come here, and so we started obviously researching the market, researching the insurance carriers. And the biggest thing for us was that Kirk and I literally made personal visits to our insurance companies and actually took a, a, a big piece of the foam with us and showed it to them. And, you know, you hand it to them, you know, you, they think they're holding a diamond. Uh, Don, back, back to your story. Sure. <laughs> you know, I thought, what is this? And da, da, da. So, at the very end of the presentation, one of the things that we do, just to make sure that these underwriters know that this is a pretty good, safe product, we actually take a piece of the, of the foam and we put it in our mouth and we swallow it. Uh, seriously? We, we seriously. We sure do. <laughs> now, not a great big piece, obviously, but just enough to so the underwriters look at us and go, well, well those guys are going to eat it. I guess it's okay. So yeah. uh, I, let, I let Craig do that first, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then I, I followed suit the second time. Yeah, <laughs> wait so thirty that, seconds. Yeah, so that that was a kind of the, the you know the end of our dog and pony show. But since then, since the early nineties, we've grown up with the industry. Uh, we started off as you and I both know with just a couple of manufacturers of the foam itself, and now what do we have? Well, over thirty. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we've learned a lot. You know, we know what's in the A side. We know what's in the B side. But the best thing is that we know how to ensure uh, the risk because we know the risk. So uh, we know exactly what you're doing. We know that the equipment in the back of your trailer cannot be replaced at Home Depot tomorrow. Uh, so we put special provisions in our policies to make sure that we have you covered properly so that if you do have a claim, um, you're not kind of doing what happened to you, Don, and thinking, God, that I called him, that I called him. Right. Uh, so we ask a lot of questions to our insurers, to the SPF contractors that no other agent even knows to ask. Uh, and you guys cover nationwide. We do nationwide. Now, the only two states, Don, that the program is not in is New York and Arizona. 
Okay. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the litigious environment in those two states is just very difficult for insurance companies. Uh, and not that you can't get insurance in New York. Don't misunderstand me. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that companies historically won't do a special program in certain states. So the only two that we're not in are New York and Arizona. Okay. So a couple questions just based off of that, that, that last uh, minute and a half. Um, I'd like to make it into two part, but I don't know if I'm that eloquent on the microphone yet. <laughs> um, so when we have, like Aaron, Aaron said earlier, uh, we've sold 30 rigs so far through the year. If, if our guys are in New York and Arizona and they can't get insurance through spray foam insurance group, what questions should they be asking their normal provider to make sure at least they, they have the best coverage that they possibly could? Well, that's a great question. And that's where we see a lot of gaps in gray areas with folks uh, as far as the trailers are concerned. So you kind of have, um, you kind of have two, two entities there. You've got the trailer itself. Now the, the liability for any trailer follows the power unit that's pulling it, the truck. So, okay. so the liability is, is there is on that side of things, but on the physical damage of the trailer, number one, you want to make sure that it's on a commercial or a business auto policy. <clears throat> number one, because a personal auto policy uh, excludes business use. So you can get, you can get in the, you can get some serious issues there if you're pulling the trailer with a personal auto. Number two, um, the contents on the inside of the trailer. We have call after call after call. I'd say almost every call. Well, my contents are covered from my business building insurance or my contents are extended from my homeowners or they're automatically covered from my business auto policy. That, that is not correct. It's all. not. It is not. No. No. The business auto policy does not cover the contents of that trailer. And why you is that? The reason is, is because um, a, a, an auto policy is not set up to cover items inside the unit because they could be obviously items for any type of business. And, and sure. so those things have to be covered under what's called inland marine coverage. And inland marine is just a, 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 an insurance term that we use for items that are mobile in nature. Um, so inland marine means that they are covered no matter where they are. Whether okay. they're at a job site, whether they're in the back of the trailer, uh, no matter whether they're going down the road. So inland marine is a very, very valuable coverage that uh, is an all-risk coverage, um, but um, we, we do a couple of things on the Inland Marine. We schedule uh, most pieces over, say, $5,000. We can schedule any piece that, that they have, but typically what we do is we schedule the larger pieces with serial numbers and values specifically, put in there a blanket amount for, like, for instance, the miscellaneous equipment, say a five dollars or a $10,000 miscellaneous limit on like their, fresh air systems 
yeah, just smaller eye wash stations. I mean, yeah, picks up the parts for the guns and that okay. sort of thing. And another real reason why we schedule things when we say schedule, then that means if we literally list it on the insurance policy, like that ring, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're so if you're running a Graco E30i, then we want to make sure that the insurance carrier. And this is the question for what you brought up a while ago, Don, of what the person wants to ask their agent. And that is, are you going to offer me an Marine policy that schedules my equipment? And by scheduling it, literally listed on the policy, we'll say 2015 Graco E30i, value $25,000. The reason that you absolutely need to do that in our industry is because if you don't schedule it, if you put it on a blanket limit or you put it on a blanket amount, the insurance company has the right to go out to Craigslist to go out to anything on the internet, find that same piece of equipment that somebody's trying to, to dump out in the market, and they use that as the value to indemnify you. Really? If you don't have it scheduled, that can happen to you. And those are the horror calls that Kirk and I get from people who are with agents that unfortunately do not know what's in the back of that trailer, and they do assign an amount to it. So in other words, they'll ask the SPF contractor, what do you got back there? Well, I got about 50,000. Okay, well, we'll put 50 on there. Well, then they put 50 on there, then they have a fire, and then they go out and find a, you know, a Graco E30i that's used or whatever and say, well, looks like I can get you a good one out there on Craigslist for $10,000. You're, you're kidding. Like, wow. That's how that works? That's how it works. So that's the reason why you want to schedule it so that the company has to put you back in the same position you were in before you had the claim. So that's why we schedule, you know, the equipment. And like Kirk said, we always put an amount for miscellaneous in another area where all agents miss out because, they, like I said, they don't know what's in the back of the trailer. Our miscellaneous form of insurance also covers the chemical. I was going to go there next. I'm glad you brought that up. So chemical, obviously, is not equipment. So in the proper form of insurance for Inland Marine, it obviously says we cover your equipment and miscellaneous tools that go with it. Well, that's obviously not chemical. So we have learned over the years we've got to get some coverage for that. So we build in enough coverage in, in our policy to cover at least two sets of chemical. Uh, that's obviously very important. Uh, the other important thing is, like Kirk said, was we set a miscellaneous limit of about five to 10000 depending on how many rigs you have. That's what picks up everything else. That picks up everything from your parts to your guns to the scaffolding to a ladder to whatever you have in the back of that trailer. By doing it on a blanket limit miscellaneous, we don't have to tell the insurance company what to do. So right. we build enough in there for that. So uh, to, to summarize kind of what you're saying, a truck and a trailer should be on a commercial auto policy the contents or the property, I, I looked up Inland Marine, it, it's described property insurance for property in transit. So that would be this, basically, can we call Inland Marine like the serialized items within a rig that we can schedule? And then in addition, we have a $10,000 miscellaneous that would cover up to two sets and then all the ancillary things in a rig. Did I summarize that right for our listeners? Yes, you did. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good analogy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now, also something that we've built into our policy uh, here again from our experience is one of the biggest exposures that people have, obviously, with the chemical in the back of the truck is pollution. 
So you roll that trailer um, and you spill that chemical out on the ground. If you're on a federal highway, they're not going to let you clean that up. You're going to have to call a special hazmat company uh, to come out and clean it up for you. So we've built into our policy $25,000 of pollution cleanup uh, in order to do that. And I know Don and I over the years have have heard of horror stories like that. Uh, We, quite frankly, haven't had a claim, but that coverage is there and it's built into every policy that we have. That's another question I'll promise you that no other agent even knows to ask. Uh, Right. So we think that's very important. And then another important coverage that we do is – we all understand that businesses and that sort of thing, in order for them to survive after you have a claim, and most businesses carry what's called business income or loss of income. So if IDI had a problem where the warehouse was shut down and you can't do anything, say you had a fire or something of that nature, then business income steps in and pays for the loss of loss of income that you would have realized if the fire hadn't happened. So we have built into our policy what's called rental reimbursement. It's $20,000 of coverage for you. If you roll your trailer or it catches on fire or whatever happens to it, you've got enough money to go out to a rental company like maybe IDI, if you guys have got some used trailers hanging around or whatever, to rent a trailer. Because we all know that you can't go to Home Depot the next day and get one. Plus, we've also found, and the biggest thing that it helps, and we've had many, many claims with the traders, guys, trust me, fires and rolling, we've had lots of those. But what we found is that having that coverage in there, obviously, we thought was a great thing just so you could go out and rent the trailer, but it also gives the contractor time to catch his breath and to get with fine companies like IDI and design that new trailer instead of having to call the next day and say, man, just give me whatever you can, throw it together and get it down here. Because loss of income, as you know, in your business is, is you not being able to show up to that job. And so that's the reason why we have that built into our policy. Uh, and I'll promise you a lot of agents don't know that, don't know the, the importance of that equipment in the back of the trailer and how it all works together in unison. Therefore, they think, well, we can go to Home Depot tomorrow and get whatever we need. Uh, a quick question. So as far as loss of income, is that related or unrelated to equipment breakdown insurance or do you guys offer anything like that? You know, a lot of the calls we get is something similar uh, down the road, a piece of equipment may fail and you know, they want to know how to handle that equipment failure or equipment breakdown insurance. Have you guys ever dealt or heard of such a thing? In this particular instance, no, not, not, not equipment breakdown per se. Uh, there are some, there are some package policies for, um, smaller, different type of non-contracting type businesses that do have some equipment breakdown. Kind of what we were referring to was the, the loss of use of mainly the trailer, kind of a rental reimbursement loss of use to where, we're going to get you, allow you to get a trailer so you don't lose that income there. The equipment breakdown coverage in our industry is just, it's, it's tricky. And there's, there's, it's, it, a lot of people misconstrue it as a warranty type insurance and, and it's not that. So it's, it's, it's a little tricky and it's more designed guys for like large equipment that would say, for instance, be inside a restaurant. 
Okay. So let's say you've got a giant grill or a giant uh, 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 cooling unit or something of that nature. Equipment breakdown is truly designed for stationary equipment, not really for mobile equipment. So okay. in the marine policy that we offer covers what's termed the special form of insurance. So in our industry, the term special means all damage from direct physical loss. So we don't name the perils. We don't say to you guys, we're only covering you for collision, hail, and fire, and that's it. Ours is the broadest that's out in the market, and it's all damage from direct physical loss. So uh, you say, well, what is that? Well, say, for instance, you leave the trailer at the job site, you come back the next day, and the trailer's turned over on the side, just laying right on its side. Well, if you didn't have the special form of insurance, that probably wouldn't be covered because we don't have a, a name peril policy that says wind, fire, hail, aviation, explosion, vehicle, and somebody pushing your trailer over on the side. <laughs> right. See what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why the term special, and that's why that's the only form of insurance that we sell for these intramarine trailers because crazy stuff happens, as we know. So hey, You guys want to go trailer tipping later? you know given the current circumstances that that could be the most fun thing we do all week long i did see on your website i think it's stated that you there's an overspray coverage is that correct yeah okay because all that's you know i I stole my thunder don what's that you stole my thunder. That's where I was going next. Yeah, That's I'm what sorry, this buddy. means, remember? Remember this? <laughs> I didn't see it. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, go, go ahead. Okay. Did you call me a goat head? Well, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that that has got to be one of the most common questions we get asked is, hey, I oversprayed garage doors, windows, cars, you name it. I mean, we've heard it all. A cat. Uh, yes, we've had That's a, a real cat. thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a cat. Um, so how, how, explain a little bit of that. Is that is that covered under that in, inland marine, or is that another special add-on? How does that work? Well, that, that is covered in your general liability policy, which is okay. something at this point we haven't talked about. So part of your package policy would be, consist of general liability. And general liability is a covers that protects you from the public. So it protects the F- SBF contractor from any, obviously, uh, overspray claims that they may have or anything of that nature. So with that in mind, uh, that is where that is covered. And, uh, yes, we still have overspray. Um, you know, we obviously had a lot more back in the early days between the 93 and, say, 2010. Um, as we all know, the industry has done a tremendous job of, of educating SPF contractors on overspray, but it still happens. So uh, we're well aware of it. We also have uh, a couple of contractors that we do business with that clean overspray, and we uh, have contacts and relationships with them. So when we do have those situations, you know, because Kirk and I will be the one that gets the call from the person who just got overspray. Yep. And, of course, you know, if it's a car, then they're they're telling us that, hey, you're going to buy me a brand-new car, and I want it here tomorrow. So uh, we obviously talk them off the cliff and explain to them that it can be cleaned uh, and that if we can't get it clean, then we'll do what we need to do to satisfy you, but give us a chance to clean it first. And if you're satisfied, then everything's good. 
what do you say, Kirk? 90, 95% of all situations, 95% of them all work out just fine. Once they get calmed down and know that we're going to take care of them, then, and, and again, these companies do a fantastic job. Right. We actually, as a, as a first level of defense, we do carry a product, one of the GSP products for right. specifically for overspray. So uh, you want to try to uh, expend every resource to clean it or fix it or whatever. I'm hoping before we have to get an insurance company involved. So just wanted to put that out there. You bet. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Well, I'm frankly, if you can clean a factory done paint job, versus having to repaint the car. If I'm a car owner, I would rather, I'd much rather that than having to get my car completely repainted because in my opinion, there's nothing like the the clear fact, coat, the clear coat, the factory yep. done job. So yeah, most people, once they see how well these products do work, um, we just, we rarely, if ever have an issue. So we've covered the trailer we've tra- you know we've covered the uh, um, machine the equipment the product inside we've talked about overspray how about how about odors odor issues at the job sites you stole my thunder travis i was just going to ask that <laughs> <laughs> well you know the odor situation guys is is a real issue even for the whole insurance industry because you know it's really hard to uh, really hard to put a, a, a claim on odor so uh, the only thing that would really protect you there is if that person uh, can literally uh, physically, physiologically substantiate that the odor is causing physical problems to them. And as we all know, uh, that's, that hasn't been proved in any way, shape, or form. So uh, the odor situation, as you know, has gotten so much better. Uh, and, of course, a lot of it has to do with the new equipment, the new technology. Uh, and, of course, that alone has helped. And, of course, the training uh, that uh, everybody does, the ICAA and SBFA and all the different groups that do the training. And I know you guys do it, too, as well, and they've done it forever and do a great job at it. Um, you know, that has just come leaps and bounds on uh, making sure that those older situations don't uh, don't occur very often. In fact, uh, one of our trainers that uh, teaches on some of the classes, he says the only thing that gets an odor out of a house is a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> that's got that's got a lot of truth to it, right? So, so simply being annoying—that's not an odor claim. It, it, it has to physically cause uh, a, like a respiratory issue, a health hazard, or something. But just not, not liking the smell—that's not necessarily a claim. Is that right? And, yeah, and you have to prove it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. You got to prove it. And it kind of gets back to you know, insurance is designed to take care of, like Craig said, bodily injury and property damage that you're legally liable for, but the odor situation can come back to, quote, a, a, a product um, warranty type, not necessarily a warranty, but, but, but uh, you know, product malfunction, so to speak. That's just a, uh, you know, the product, quote, might not have worked correctly, applied correctly, so that's not necessarily um, an insurance type claim. Sure. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then also, guys, um, another good question for you for for insurers to ask, and that's really why what we want to talk about today. You know, is and and we certainly appreciate y'all having us on and and you know being able to to talk to some of your uh, customers and that sort of thing. But the main thing we want everybody to get out of this is for all SPF contractors to ask the right questions when it comes to whoever their agent is. You know, we certainly know that 
that anybody would rather have local service if they could get it. And a lot of SVF contractors do try to do business with their local agent, but their local agent just doesn't know the questions to ask. So one of the things that you're going to want to ask when you purchase a general liability policy is in our industry, in the contracting industry, you have an endorsement called the additional insured endorsement. And that's an endorsement that when you are a subcontractor and you're going to work for a general contractor, the general contractor, let's say, is the one that's building the home, then he's going to ask you for a copy of your insurance or a certificate of insurance, and he's going to want to be named as what's called an additional insured. And what that basically means is that your insurance is now reaching out and protecting the general contractor for anything that you, as an SPF applicator, may become legally liable for. Well, our additional insurance endorsement, and this is the question that you want your, uh, your customers to ask, our insured endorsement, additional insured endorsement, is on a blanket basis. And what that means is that we give the certificate out, the additional insurance endorsements on there, blanket. It doesn't matter how many certificates or how many GCs you work for in a year. We're giving you that blanket additional insurance endorsement. If you possibly don't ask that question and then you call into your agent and say, hey, I need to send an additional insurance endorsement to Don Clymer. He's my general contractor. Then that insurance company is going to say, you bet, we'll be glad to do it. That'll be $150. So each time you add somebody, it's $150. So you may get a low premium up front. And you're like, well, that's a pretty good premium. But then they ding you to death with the additional insured endorsement. So that's one thing that you want to ask. Number two, there's also an endorsement called a waiver of subrogation. And a waiver of subrogation is a term that's usually used with military-type jobs or jobs for large, large corporations uh, and I won't go into the exact meaning of it, but that is an endorsement that's also on our policy on a blanket basis. So that's question number two. You want to make sure that your waiver of subrogation endorsement is on a blanket basis. Number three, you want to make sure that on your policy in contracting insurance, the companies will offer you what's called a per-project aggregate. And per project means that you've got three houses going on at one time where you're spraying all three of them. Your limit of insurance is $1 million per occurrence. When you have a per project aggregate, that means you have a million dollars for each of those three homes. Because as you know, in this industry, in the contracting industry, you may have five or six jobs going on at one time. You've got a million dollars worth of insurance, but you've got about $4 million worth of work in front of you. So you want to make sure that your policy is written on a per-project basis. And then last but not least, all the general contractors who have uh, you know, learned over the years from their insurance agents and that sort of thing, they also want your policy to be primary and non-contributory. What that means is that our policy for anything that we become legally liable for we're not going to reach up to that general contractor and say, hey, let's pull your policy in. So those general contractors have learned that over the years, and so they're now requesting that endorsement on there as well. So all of those things, if those aren't on your policy, as contracts continue to get more difficult, uh, can continue to get more in debt, you might get deemed to death by the insurance company by the time you get through uh, an annual period. So. I apologize for that. My uh, <laughs> my computer just shut off. It just died. So I missed about two minutes of that. 
But we didn't even notice, Don. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's a great thing about this whole working from home and trying to get everything set up remotely. But uh, we thought you went to get a beer. Is what we <laughs> well, I might have had somebody bring me one. <laughs> In all seriousness, it's so far what we've heard is just a wealth of knowledge, right? And it's, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is why would why would our contractors try to educate their their current insurance guy on all this stuff versus calling you guys? I mean, it's just it makes sense. It sounds like you have everything wrapped up. You've been in it since '93. You you know all the coverages our guys need. Um, is there a is there a difference of coverages for a spray foam contractor versus just a fiberglass guys, you know, cause that that's where IDI started was fiberglass. The majority or a vast majority of our customers are fiberglass. Do they need different coverages? Is it the same? Yes and no. Some of it, some of it is similar. Some of it's not, uh, you know, back to your original questions of, of, of why we would want to quote, try to train somebody else to learn the business, some other agent. We, you know, our main goal is to, number one, help the customer first. Now, if we get to write their business, great. If we end up writing their business, earning their business, if they are sold on, on wanting to stay, quote, local, if you will, um, and their current agent can do the right coverages, can get them the right coverages, and, and you know, feels like they can do it, Adequately, we're okay with that. We're okay mm-hmm. with that because we we just uh, you know we want them to know, hey, we're gonna we'll be here. We hope we're gonna be here another hundred and three years. Um, but most of the time, people appreciate that. We're not we're not hardcore um, shove it down your throat type. Right. We're we're in sales. Don't get get us wrong. That's where we make our living. But you know, we first want to show folks that we're here to service and. Um, and then if we make a sale, that's, you know, that's great. We're going to take care of, them. um, you know, the second part, there are some similarities between liability, but guys, there are 30 or 40 or 50 endorsements and endorsements are what changed the policy. Okay. As an instructor told me years ago, endorsements giveth and they taketh away <laughs> the coverage and you, you can't it they perplex us on some days of trying to understand what the policy does because a basic policy is just like a, a regular chevy car with a steering wheel and a gas pedal it doesn't include all the bells and whistles of what it can do or what it you know what you can customize it to do so anyway there there are a lot of endorsements on these policies and if you don't understand them and go through them, know what your company, because insurance companies will put on endorsements and not even tell us sometimes. And we have to go through every policy, even renewals with the fine tooth comb to make sure that they haven't put on an endorsement. And you would be surprised. And that's one of the things Craig and I do is when we talk to somebody new, we ask them to send us a copy of their policy of the entire policy. And we look the policy over, and I bet eight out of ten times, at least. we'll we'll pull the endorsement page, and we'll point out three or four major oversplay over exclusions. Yeah. <laughs> exclusions oh really? Directly oh, yeah. related to spray foam, and and they they didn't have a clue, and honestly, their agent didn't have a clue. 
and and it's not as if the, the, any other agent is is you know this is not us talking bad about any other agents. There's a lot of great agents out there, but if you don't know what you're selling, it doesn't matter what product you're in. You you just you're going to get caught, and and there's a lot of situations like that. So. You know, we don't, we're not we're not smarter than the next guy. It's just that we have done this for a long time, and this is a real. It's the industry's been around, but it's still, as you guys would attest to, it's still, it's still in its infancy stages. I mean, oh, without a doubt, it's growing huge, growing huge. Uh, but it's it's still new. It's a newer concept, if you will, compared to the ways of old. So. Um, We've been doing this longer than anybody, so we, we feel like we know the product, we know the industry, and it it, it takes some. We've had to we've had to, to educate some underwriters that didn't have a clue what this product was, what it did, what it didn't do. So we've we have, uh, like Craig said, we have we have done a uh, we've gone around a show to to convince these insurance companies that this is a good good industry so we we feel like we've gotten gotten some places and another aspect with that guys and of course this is where the rubber meets the road is when a claim is turned in and that's another horror story that we hear all the time i'll have somebody call in and uh that's with somebody else and they'll say hey uh my adjuster just called me and asking me questions about this and that and it looks like we've got some moisture problems in this house and they're blaming it all on me and of course, that's what happens in the industry, uh, and yep. it may not have anything to do at all with the SPF contractor. It has to do with the HVAC contractor. And so, our adjusters don't roll over, if you will. In other words, we know about moisture claims, we know about blues haze, we know about all this stuff. So it's not a situation where our company or carrier goes out there and says, "Yep, here's your check. Let's all go home." So um, that's really important, especially with the carriers for knowing what they're doing. Now, another cover is that obviously that's very important to these guys is workers' compensation insurance. Uh, and as all of y'all know, workers' compensation is what covers the injury to the employee. Well, one of the things that we have worked on over the years, and this is something else that we try to tell other agents and try to tell other SPF contractors, explain to your agent that applicating spray foam is like painting. It's not the regular, uh, if you will, unskilled labor, so to speak, of, of putting in, say, the fat insulation. It's very skilled. And so once you explain that to an underwriter and say, look, this is not somebody crawling around in an attic just on his knees and that sort of thing, la da 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 And then we show them a little video of what, what the applicator looks like. We show them what the applicator assistant looks like. We show them how the applicator assistant holds that hose and kind of walks them through the house. So we think that's really important. So there's a lot, we've talked about a lot of different coverages and uh, I, I don't know all the terms, but on average, if a guy wants to come in, one of our contractors and, and you made reference to, hey, he could get a really low premium, but each time he's going to get dinged $150 for this, $150 for this, $150 for that. <clears throat> on average, to to be fully insured to where you guys would be comfortable with, say Dave Fidel, you know, a lot of people in the industry know him. What percentage increase would you say a guy who, who started, he started with a different agent, 
Now he comes to you guys. He hears this podcast. Is there a percentage? Hey, it's going to be three. Is it going to be five? Is it going to be 10% more than what he's paying currently for an inadequate coverage? Um, and, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but you know, all these guys are, are I can, I can see our listeners. If I was a, a contractor right now saying, Holy shit, I don't have this and I don't have that. I don't have this, but can I truly afford, afford it? I know long-term, Hey, if they have one claim, they can't afford it. Right. But is there, can you say, is it 10% more? Is it 20? What, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, without sounding like a huge commercial, Don, we, we will be as competitive or even more competitive than what they're doing. Sure. And and the reason I say that is because, you know, we know in order to produce a special uh, market, special niche program in our industry, the only way to do that is you have to convince the insurance companies to throw in some of these bells and whistles for free. And so even though we all know there's no such thing as free. I was going to say uh, an insurance company's throwing something yeah, in for right. free. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I agree. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> but they make sure that the rate that they have, you know, will consist of some of that. So, sure. you know, the big difference you run into, and this is another thing that people kind of get confused about on insurance, is that the rate is different in every single state. So it's not the same rate okay. in Minnesota as it is in Missouri or Arkansas. So a lot of times we'll Kirk and I'll run into the guys at the shows and that sort of stuff. And two guys will get together and they'll go, Hey man, I'm paying after, you know what, for work comp or for general liability. Yeah. It's killing me. And the guy says, well, hell I'm only paying this. And then the, they compare it with each other. And that's just not a fair comparison because it's not like mine chemical. It's a different from every state, depending on obviously the litigious environment of that state. Sure. But as far as that competitive part's concerned, um, you know, we're usually very competitive, and it's simply because we do have uh, one of the lowest rates we feel like in the nation, you know, for it, uh, for what we do, and uh, probably wouldn't be a 5% difference, if any difference at all. Well, and it's hard to quantify, right? I mean, because you don't know when you're going to need it, and when you need it, that's that's exactly the time that's like, oh, man, I wish I had that. Just like with the ring scenario I was explaining earlier. It's like, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there goes vacation. Yeah, You don't want to find out that whether you're covered or not, uh-huh. you, have, you know, during claim time. Right. What would be a good place for uh, some of our listeners to kind of, you know, maybe ask questions? Is it is it fair to go to your website? Is it, you know, is there some sort of... You know, you get what I'm asking. I'm going to say the phone. Uh, honestly, okay. we we have a lot of information on our website. We have a lot of information we can send via email. But honestly, every customer has individual needs and individual questions that are some are more important to others in different scenarios and different coverages. So um, we just invite anybody and everybody to just give us a call. And what uh, number know. is that? Uh, toll free is 888-893-6787. All right. And we'll put all this information in the description and links and everything. So don't, don't feel like you have to pull over and write this down. If you're listening to this in the car, (laughs) we'll we'll have it all in there. Yeah. Well, and also we do want you to know, I think Kirk alluded to it earlier. We're not going to twist these people's arm to try to sell them insurance. No, no. You know, so please tell your customers that. We want to help them because we know how it works. We've been doing it 103 years. You may not need us today, but I'll promise you somewhere down the road, you probably will. 
So by us offering this, if you will, free information, we know that it'll come back to us probably at some point in time. And even if it doesn't, it just makes the industry more safer, and that's that's what we want. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of good information. My, what? Go ahead. Who? Sorry, Don. <laughs> no, I was my. I have one more last question. Um, maybe you were just going to go there, but I had my hand up first. So sorry. Go, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him. We saw what, his hand what, on. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what what advice can you give some of our customers to reduce their rates? Um, as far as safety programs, you know, other companies they've had like uh, a, a stretch and a balance program and a pre-drop brief and respiratory, any things like that that could help our listeners uh, get the best rates they can? I'd say the number one thing, quite frankly, is is in, in, in the SPF business, you need to shop around. That's just the easiest way, you know, to get the best rate is to shop around. And, of course, any safety programs that you have, present them to your agent up front. Don't wait for the agent to ask you, hey, you got a safety program. You know, and, and, and explain to the agent, really explain to the agent what the process is and how it works and how intricate the, the, you know, the proportioner is and how it's almost impossible for people to get off ratio now. Uh, and explain to them what an applicator is, how they're suited up. Uh, explain to them what an applicator assistant is. So there's just a lot of things that that SPF contractor needs to explain to his agent, you know, what, what's going on and what the process is. Is there any <clears throat> discount offered for certification levels, um, going through different trainings, being certified through the manufacturers, having your distributor, IDI, uh, come out and do rigging, rig inspections, anything like that? I mean, it's something that we would could and would certainly sit down and visit with you all about. If you're, okay. if you're mm-hmm. interested in the situation, yes, if we can. Um, possibly put something together and go to the insurance company and say, look, these are IDI certified contractors and here's the IDI program and show it to them one, two, three, then yes, that's exactly how you develop a program okay. uh, in the insurance industry to get better rates than what other people have. Ultimately, it just reduces the risk to the insurance company, right? If, sure. if they're oh. trained and certified. Our, our companies, our underwriters are are all open ears. They really are open eyes, open ears, open minds about this product. And, you know, there's some carriers that don't even, they'll, they'll turn and run if you say spray foam, but our carriers, we've, we have, uh, for lack of a better word, educated them about the quality of the product and the process. And, um, so yes, they, like Craig said, they're willing, they're anxious. They want to grill, uh, build and grow this program and safety programs. There's nothing that turns an insurance company on more than that. I remember shopping for insurance when I was a contractor, some 12, 13 years ago. And I probably made 10 phone calls to different insurance companies. You guys were talking about guns earlier. Like, yeah, it's a trailer. I got guns in it. Yeah. Well, also, also mixing raw chemicals is a big no, no. Yes. So I and think the, word the 10th chemical. one, I, I, I finally was able to sweet talk and show them some videos and nobody had any clue back then, but 
This is all Aaron. When you go in and you say you're mixing chemical in a trailer and you look like Breaking Bad, (laughs) I can see why they they would run. I'm I'm thinking Breaking Bad or the premise for the show Ozark being down in the Ozarks. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So this this has been great. great. Sound advice. I mean, overall. Perfect. It's been, I, th- I think our guys are going to get, a, our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. One last question I have before we wrap up is what is the craziest claim you guys have had come to you spray foam related? I mean, is there anyone that you guys are like, Hey, you remember, remember this guy? Remember Fido? We've had so many. Yeah, you don't have to mention yeah, names. You don't have to <laughs> throw anybody under the bus, but is there one that just sticks out? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we we actually this is crazy too because this happened with with Dave with Dave Fidel. <laughs> yeah, I said you didn't have well, to mention no, names. No. Yeah, not to name any know. names. Don't yeah. let him listen to this. Okay, no, no. Of course, it really had nothing to do with Dave. I mean, this is a great testament to the product. Um, we have a local banker here in town that actually owns a bank, and he had Mister Fidel come out and spray his uh, attic, spray the underside of the attic area. We had a bad, terrible rainstorm, and a lightning shot came down and shot right through the top of the roof into the attic. And in doing so, the neighbor across the, the way, if you will, this gentleman lived out in the rural kind of a rural area. He saw the kind of the smoke coming from the thing from the house, so obviously called the fire department. They all ran over there. Well, the foam obviously up in the roof kept the house from burning down. Because it, it literally, I don't want to say stopped the fire, but obviously it didn't ignite, you know, like, like sure. some certain insulations or anything can happen. So it literally was, was, was termed the reason why the house didn't burn to the ground. That, that's great. Hey, uh, Don, add that to uh, the, uh, um, the things that uh, is great about spray foam. It's uh, lightning proof as well. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go, lightning proof. Now, I can give you some horror stories on overspray. Oh, I'm gosh, afraid sir. if I describe them, they, they may be some of your customers and go, well, why'd you do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Save those for later. Oh, yeah. 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 We've, uh, yeah. We've, we've painted 50, 75 cars. We've painted motorcycles. Oh. We've painted all kinds of stuff. Oh, <laughs> unreal. Overspray. But anyway, that, that's why you buy insurance, and that's yeah. one of the reasons when those customers call in, their first thing is, man, you're not going to bleed this, Craig or Kirk or whatever. We say, dude, you ain't going to bleed back. this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just say, look, we just lay back. Yeah. We just lean back in our chairs. They go, yeah. And we yeah. just tell them not to worry about it. That's why you buy it. Yeah. You know? So we know what happens, and and we do our best to make sure that our carriers don't just dump our contractors because they have one little overspray claim. Uh, so we just we just make sure that we fight as much yeah. as we can. Well, guys, this has been a ton of information. Awesome. Where can – give us a website. Give us a phone number again. Okay, so the phone number is 888-893-6787. And then the website is www.spfinsurancegroup.com. Perfect. And, Perfect. of course, if they want to email questions in, Don, that'd be fine too. You know, sure. Because our email addresses are obviously on that site. So if they want to email, email something to Kirk or email something to me, both of them are on there. Just send us something. And uh, But like in our business, like Kirk said, it is easier for us to talk on the phone because there's just a lot of terms and things that, you know, you could go on an email for five hours trying to figure something right, out. Right, right. And for the listeners, too, I mean, you can email podcast at idimn.com. 
you can talk to your local IDI rep and, and we can get you in touch with, with these guys um, and just start asking the questions. It, it may be a fit, it may be not. You know, we have a lot of customers in New York, Arizona, and, and they could help you out with the, the coverage down there. We, we'd be glad to. Yeah, guys, we appreciate we appreciate this opportunity and uh, just to reach out to you guys and to your customers and, and and anybody out there that yeah we're in the we're in the business of 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 selling insurance. Let's not kid ourselves. But you know the way you get a sale is is in our opinion service it first and let these folks know that um, you know we know the product, we know the the industry, and we're going to be here. You know, we're going to be here um, after the sale. So we we always kid each other with, with Craig and I. You get two for one. So there you go. <laughs> if, if, if we're busy, we kid a lot about it, but it's it's true. We tell sure. folks if, if Craig's on the phone or out or with the customer, ask for Kirk. So sure. and vice versa. So, um, and we've got a full, very, very qualified, trained staff in this, in this industry. Our staff probably knows more than 90% of the, of the industry in, right. in this product. So anyway, we, we feel like we can, um, you know, we're, we're, we're a medium sized agency, so we're big enough to take care of the customer, but you're never going to be a number here. So, um, awesome. You know, that's, that's, that's big for us. Yeah. We follow the same principles as IDI does. I was just yeah. going to mention, you know, you've been a great partner and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to guess in about six weeks from now when this thing airs, you're, your emails and your phone lines are going to be lighting up because I, we, a lot of great information, you know, just specific to the different coverages needed, questions to ask. So, uh, Craig, Kirk, I appreciate your guys' time. I'm glad this uh, uh, mobile, I mean, we, we got three different, four different guys here. Well, two two and one, but. Yeah, we did um, it. So, <laughs> yeah. So we, <laughs> you know, and it only took, what, how many tries? Six, seven tries? Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cancel, we're cancel. The, we were the guinea pigs I, we were talking about earlier. We, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we, we got the kinks worked out. We yeah. didn't take the equipment out of the box till this morning because we've had so many kinks, you know, with with just schedules and, and yep. And it's crazy now with everything that's going on that this is the one that actually worked exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. In the middle in the middle of a crisis, this yep. we, Maybe that's we a make, good sign. Amen. Yeah, everything yeah. happens for a reason, right? Yep. Take us so, away, pancake. So, thanks, listeners. You've been listening to Our Valley with Craig and Kirk Campbell from Spray Foam Insurance Group. Everybody stay safe out there, and uh, I think I've been hearing, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. We bid you adieu. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.